Welcome to Colonial Church's Deep Dive series. These sessions are meant to act as a companion to our messages, where we speak to our pastors about what went into the creation of the messages, flesh out some of the larger points, and get insight into what they hope some of the takeaways are, while also getting a preview of what's to come. If you haven't already listened to the companion message, we highly recommend doing so beforehand. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy these and grow in them. Hey everybody, welcome back to Deep Dive. Um, Chris here, and we are excited because this is our final Deep Dive of 2019, which is pretty exciting. And actually, the final Deep Dive of the decade. Whoa, wow. Which is awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. So with me, as course, is uh, Tommy. Tommy, hey, say hey. hello. <laughs> <laughs> the, the patented, hey, hey. I think people are going to know you by that from like now yeah, on. You're how famous. I, that's how I greet everybody. Have you trademarked that <laughs> With yet? my hey, hey, hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag, hey, hey. <laughs> we should make that a hashtag. We should, yeah. Get one of our social media people really, on that. Yeah, ending the decade strong. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also with us today is Pastor Matt. Say hello, Pastor Matt. Hello. Good to be here. Deep dive. Deep diving. Deep diving deep. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think it's important today. We got to start with giving everybody the date of today. So in case you're listening to this a little bit later on, you get some context. Today is December 29th, yes. 2019. Mm-hmm. It is the final Sunday of 2019, the final Sunday of this decade. And today here at Colonial, we chose to do an anointing service. Yes. Why did we do that? Uh, for very good reason, because this is the last service of the year. And so what we wanted to do today and what I pray and hope we'll do every year at this time is um, obviously look back on everything God has done this year, and um, which is always powerful to do because it builds faith, but also just look towards the year ahead and um, and really ask the Holy Spirit to anoint the, the work that's ahead, anoint the year that's ahead, um, all, the, all the things that will come our way. And as believers, I just think it's, it's a really powerful thing to do, um, to really uh, do what uh, yeah, anointing does, which is set it apart, consecrate it, um, and then just also say, "Hey, like at the end of the day, Lord, 2020 is your year, so do with it what you want." Mm-hmm. And um, and um, it's just something powerful about committing the year ahead to God, and um, you know, choosing to to live that way is powerfully. Yeah, I wonder too, and maybe you can answer this: Is there something in taking a time like this when you're going into a new year and choosing to do a service like this? Is there also a sense of like thankfulness for the year past. I feel like that kind of came through today. Like it, oh, it's yeah. almost like a, Hey, I'm, I'm grateful for everything you did. Good, bad, worse, whatever it may be. Yeah. But I'm expectant for the next year. You know, the Bible says we got to enter his courts with Thanksgiving and, um, enter his house with Thanksgiving, his courts with praise. And, um, I, I think that, that there is a spirit of that across our house where we look at the miraculous work of God this year. And we've, we, 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 I think we are all in awe of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that definitely, I think was coming through today, which was just like, God, I can't believe that we're even here. Uh, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, there was definitely, there's definitely that part of it too. Um, but I think, Part of today as well is just saying, as you know, and sort of declaring, you know, to us, to ourselves, and to to the world around us, like 2020 is going to be a different year. Um, so yeah, we're thankful for everything that God did 2019, um, and that's awesome to look back and and it, again, it builds faith. It's like that faith muscle just builds our our expectation that that in 2020 God's going to go 
even higher and do even more. Yeah. I think it's cool too, because it doesn't like we're encouraging people to ask God for more. Like it's not simply standing by and being like, I hope for the best. Like it's like, no, you're proclaiming Mm -hmm. that there's going to be more this year. Mm -hmm. And that, I think that gets lost sometimes as Christians. We, uh, we tend to be very, that, that humble. We don't want to ask because there's always people that need more than us. Yeah. And we we're well aware of that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but there's nothing wrong with asking, you know, with, for that. So, um, well, today's message uh, was aptly titled uh, New Year, New You, which is kind of hilarious since <laughs> during the 9 a.m. service, the generosity message that was given by an awesome member of our church, Mackenzie, she kind of made fun of the cheesy phrase, New Year, she New She did, me. man. She <laughs> did. Threw me under the bus, uh, which is, I love, sometimes that stuff happens in church and it's just awesome. Like, you know, she used that that term, New Year, New Me. And uh, the title of my message was New Year, New You. <laughs> and um, and she was talking about it kind of like how it's a cheesy thing and right before I was getting up to speak. And uh, so, you know, when things like that happen, you just kind of got to laugh because she, she had no idea what I was preaching yeah. on. Yeah. She had no idea what my message was about. So it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Let me ask from the, uh, from the platform, you were sitting there and she was on the front row whenever you said the title of the message. Did she get a little red? Was there a little bit of redness there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think in that first service, she was like, oh, she realized kind of, what she had done even though it was totally <laughs> accidental um but um but no Mackenzie's amazing she's she's an administrator here at our church and she also helps Jill and I kind of personally with with what we've got to get done and uh she's a phenomenal team member so we love love you Mackenzie oh it was a great yeah, moment yeah, yeah, yeah. like there was, it was perfect yeah. I think everybody it in, was funny in the church it was enjoyed a real it. family moment yeah yeah it was just like <laughs> of course we said that why wouldn't we so all right. Well, new year, new you. Um, let's talk about this message a little bit. Where uh, where did you get this message? Where did this come from for you? Um, well, it's definitely ingrained into the um, the idea of anointing, uh, anointing kind of the ahead, the ahead season, like what's coming, um, and and using that as sort of like the framework for the message. So I use Psalm sixty five. Um, I think it's uh, what is it verse. Verse 11, Psalm 65 says, you crown the year with your bounty, uh, your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. And so sort of taking that thought that um, there's a year coming and there's, um, there's, there's the potential for God's goodness to be in that year. And then uh, looking at, you know, looking at sort of some of the Old Testament uh, and New Testament examples of anointing. And so just crafting it from that place of saying, okay, so we're, we're going to look forward to the year ahead. We're going to believe together for great things. And then uh, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit because we're New Testament believers and we have the Holy Spirit um, dwelling within us to really anoint um, whatever's ahead and, you know, in Jesus' name. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that, like you said just now, we're in, you know, we're New Testament believers. We're living in the Holy Spirit. But this is something that dates back that period like this is something from the days old you know and I think that's really powerful yeah um, I, I think it is powerful to because everything in the Old Testament has a new text New Testament um, uh, complement to it you know like like the 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 old and the new like it says is sort of two um, two different things but it's incredible how the Bible just goes perfectly together and so you see uh, examples of of um, anointing of oil for prophets and for kings and priests, and um, and then the New Testament, it's different context. Obviously, we're under a new covenant, better covenant, better conditions, just better. 
and um, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> the better covenant. And, and the Holy Spirit is is uh, active and alive and um, and and involved. And so um, so yeah, it's pretty cool to do that. And I love, I just love the Bible and I love the way they both go together so well. Yeah, I think that's really good. You you talked about the the three different areas. I would, I guess you could say the three different um, things that different people in the Old Testament were appointed yeah. to. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, just just the you know generally speaking, um, well, oil in itself, like olive oil, uh, oil in the Old Testament, ancient times, ancient Near East, oil was considered to be of high value. And it was something that you would you would put out ahead of like even nice events or you know it was a fragrant oil. It was used for for, for you know um, obviously skin. It was used for aroma. Um, so it's a powerful symbol mm-hmm. um, for us. But in the Old Testament, I just said you know today there was just generally three areas um, where you would see anointing uh, take place ahead of something big, which was like kings being anointed to to rule. And to lead prophets, they would be anointed um, to be God's prophet, God's um, uh, mouthpiece, which is cool. And then also priests would also be anointed before they would minister and become part of the priesthood. So, so those are the three, three yeah. things. Yeah, it made me think: is there even a difference, or what are the what's the anointing and appointing? You know, like what are Ooh, those? I was thinking about those. Good. I was that's thinking good. about, yeah, yeah. There's a word. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, maybe. I don't know if there's anything in it yet. Like what are the... We're going to unpack it. Yeah, yeah. What are the differences there? Like who's who does what? Who does anointing? Who's anointing these kings? Who's appointing these kings? Like that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think like what you were saying just a second ago about the symbolism of anointing someone with oil in like processes there's still an appointment that needs to happen as well so right can you be appointed without being anointed like that type of stuff well yeah i mean according to according to the bible um especially in these situations the answer is no so anointing would 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 be a key component in the process so if you looked Mm -hmm. at if you if you look at like you know david being anointed king it was well before he was actually appointed king so it was significant amount of time because um, Saul was still, still king. So, right. um, you know, I think yeah, I think there's something. There's interesting. It's interesting you bring that up. I think there's a full. There's definitely a message in, in there, <laughs> yeah. buried um, in yeah, in that. But but yeah, I mean, there's was just an ancient uh, Old Testament process. Um, that that man, there was so much scripture I could have used today um, in preparation for the message. But man, I, like I just. There's no way I could have used it all, but mm-hmm. if you look, at, you know, all the way through the Old Testament, especially, it's just so many examples um, of anointing. Yeah, it's fascinating because I think, um, I if I remember correctly, I think I've listened to uh, Pastor Finocchio talk about this, but the difference between like anointing and calling, and how mm-hmm. the anointing comes before the like the calling in this sense, and I may be butchering that, I may be totally <laughs> screwing that up. No, I think you're on. But I think. Right. Um, I think that's what you're exactly what you're mm-hmm. saying. You know, the anointing comes before the appointing, but the appointing can't happen without that anointing. Like it's yeah. not like he was anointed to be that, you know? So that's awesome. Bless you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just sneezed. You just, <laughs> hey, but you covered it up really well. <laughs> yep. Nothing slides we'll, here. We'll no, get it out. Slides. no one on this podcast wants to hear me sneeze. Get it out and post. <laughs> I wish the podcast could actually hear that right now we're auditioning a violin player out in the main auditorium and it sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, all right, well, this is awesome. 
maybe they can come in here and play on the background just as we're talking. Um, okay, so with this message, you had a bunch of points, actually, a couple sets of three different points. Do you maybe want to go into some of those? Yeah, so um, so off the top, um, just sort of gave examples uh, in the Bible of, of different examples of anointing, um, which was kings, priests, prophets. Um, and then I talked about what, what the anointing... Um, uh, what 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 happens when we are anointed? So um, I use three things there, um, and obviously th- these aren't an, you know a full list. This is just three that I use. But <clears throat> when we're anointed, we get power. So we're anointed to fulfill the calling with the power. Mm-hmm. Um, we get provision. So God um, equips us um, with the Holy Spirit, but also will provide for whatever's ahead. And then finally. Um, with anointing comes protection. So power, mm-hmm. provision, protection um, come when, we're, when we anoint and are anointed for, for the season ahead. So that was those three. And then I had three points, which are sort of more declarations today. <coughs> yeah, um, yeah, more just kind of like let's all together understand and declare these over our own year. Yeah, and you had um, everyone say them out loud. I mean, yeah. Was yeah, it was, really powerful. It was a great moment, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know... Um, that that's just a really cool thing to do, I think, because because as a church we really want our people to look towards the year and really believe for things personally for their own life, and um, we never want people to kind of wander into church and just think they're part of like some group project, um, even though that is what the church is a lot, a lot of times about. But it's also your own individual journey, mm-hmm. and and what you're what you're believing for, and you know maybe maybe you don't have kids yet and you want to believe God that you and your your spouse, you know, can have your first child or buy your first house. And these are all things that, by the way, are not bad. These are actually really good things, mm-hmm. um, especially when we commit it to God and we say, Lord, it's in your timing, but this is what I'm believing for. This is my this is my dream. Yeah. And, um, and we've seen that, you know, in the four years as a church, we've seen that countless times mm-hmm. um, already. I can think of so many people just right now off the top of my head that have, that have believed in prior years for God to do something in this year just gone past and they've seen it fulfilled. So it's really powerful, mm-hmm. I think, when we do that. And we just think personally, like for our own lives, it's not selfish to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually really, it's really awesome because yes, you get the benefit when God blesses you, but you're part of his plan. You're part of his will, his purpose. Mm-hmm. And you're including, you know, you're, you're putting your hand up in a sense and saying, Lord, I'm in on this. You know, I want to be a part of this thing. And um, which is, you know, ultimately, you know, his plan to to save people. So it's cool. Yeah. It's really funny that you talk about that, like the year where people have kind of hoped and declared and prayed for different things. Because mm-hmm. Tommy, you and I were talking about it the other night. You and your wife just bought a house. Mm-hmm. And could you maybe tell that story about what y'all did with the stamp and the door and everything? How, yeah, that's cool. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's totally crazy. Yeah. Um, I think it was actually last year around this time. Or was it two years ago? Pastor John Norman from Soul Church. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Came uh, through. I can't remember how long ago it was. I think it was only a year or a year and a half. Yeah. Um came through, uh, spoke a fire message, um, to, to our church. And, and I forget if that was the title of his message, but in that, in Mm. that series that his church was in that he brought over to us, um, they made this stamp that just says this belongs to God. And so he brought some over and, um, my wife and I actually got one, um, and it's just like, you know, a normal little rubber stamp. There's no extra power in it in, in that little <laughs> device on its stamp. own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
but we got one and we were just like, you know what? We're believing for a house. We really want a house. We feel like God's calling us to a house. Um, but we just weren't like in any, any situation or any place to be buying one. Mm. Um, all that to say, God said, Hey, here's your house. Yeah. I know that you don't have the money for it. That's cool. <laughs> don't worry about that side of things. Cause what's money to God? Amen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we're like, all right, let's just start going through the process. So I think, um, somewhere in the middle of it, finances, everything kind of fell through. Um, we're in the middle of moving into a house that we feel like God said is our house. Everything's going smooth. And then all of a sudden carpet kind of goes out. And so my wife, amazing as she is, was like, you know what? Let's go stamp this house. <laughs> <laughs> we don't own the house as of right. As of that moment, we had, we were not getting that house. So, that so it was an illegal stamping. It, it was. It which was graffiti. Is, which is, it was, <laughs> we were defacing someone else's property. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and I feel like, uh, yeah, it was appropriate for the for the time because we own the so, house now, so it's fine. So you're allowed totally. to deface property if you're going to own it. Yeah, that's right. Um, but so basically, we declared it. We took that stamp and we <laughs> we literally stamped the front door of that house, and it just said, "This belongs to God." And we were just believing and praying mm. that um, things would fall into place, and everything did. It was. Uh, nothing we did. It was, we just prayed and we believed and we got friends and community involved and they prayed and believed with us and God just took the, took the rest. But I think there was something about that moment of my wife and I declaring, uh, and, and physically like stamping, almost anointing that house saying this belongs to God. We didn't do it in oil. It was just ink, but yeah. Hey, it was there. Yeah. You've been in the house, what now? A month? About a month now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, cool. Yeah. That's clearly. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's been, it's been a miracle story for sure. Um, and yeah, I think it couldn't happen without John Norman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, John. Yeah, Shout out John Norman. <laughs> he'll be here next um, week. He'll be here yeah. next week. So you can thank him in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think too, the power, the power in that as well, um, it is the freedom that comes when you say like this belongs to God, and it's kind of like when what we did today, anointing for that year and saying this next year belongs to you, God. It, it releases us from the pressure of having to do it all ourselves. Yeah, and that is just so powerful for a believer to put it in God's hands. You have to actually give it to Him, um, and that prayer for you in the house, it was mm-hmm. just the same thing. It was like, okay, this belongs to you, Lord. But it's not like a kind of a half-hearted thing where you're sort of like still trying to hold on to it. Yeah. You're saying, God, this is actually yours. Yeah. And that means that I'm not supposed to live there. Then you've got a better place for me. Yep. And, um, and that's awesome, you know, because that's how, mm-hmm. we, that's how we're supposed to live with open hands and, and um, you know, hearts that are in God's hand and he can, you know, do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It wasn't an easy process, but like we felt God like moving throughout that entire thing. Even yeah. though, you know, it was, you know, buying a house. Everyone awesome. says tons of ups and downs, but God was there. So good. Yeah. And I think for you too, it was key, like having watched you go through that journey, like you had a community, a family around yeah. you. Yeah. That was just like, no, this is, this is going to work out. Yeah. Like, and a lot of us have purchased houses before we've been through some of that stuff and we were just like, yeah, oh, we're, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. We're kind of last, <laughs> yeah. the last, <laughs> yeah. The, we're I just like, know, something. Right, you're, you're, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So that's so cool. Yeah. I think it's interesting and this may get, a little bit crazy, but hey, we, we do that here. Do you feel like, I personally feel like rather that like I'm more at ease now with like 
the honest supernatural side of what God does in my life and what he does in people around me and like people around me in their lives. And like, I don't feel like that was always a part of Christian culture, or at least for me, it wasn't a part of Christian culture. Do you think that's something that shouldn't like has to be like taught or is it just naturally evolving or does it like just come out naturally whenever like it's authentic? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. I I think the answer is really the Holy spirit. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's kind of in Christianity, people have got to come to terms with the fact that there's mystery and there's no way you can uncover, like God's not going to reveal everything to you. It's just not going to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like sometimes, you know, our own understanding can be sort of, to a level and then it's just like when the holy spirit comes into our lives it's it's this amazing freshness and sense of just awe and wonder that god can do anything at any time Mm -hmm. and um and when you live your life that way where you really just like i kind of talked a lot about today cooperating with the holy spirit and partnering with the holy spirit's work in our lives it leads you to places you just are like you know amazed that that god's going to do what he does and so but it's it's also placing your trust you have to be led by the holy spirit you have to be willing to be led by the holy spirit mm-hmm. and sometimes it takes sometimes people a while to get there and that's okay because we're all on a journey and uh, but i know for us as a church that's really what we desire is to to really be led by the holy spirit and to be a really holy spirit um um engage with the holy spirit type church mm-hmm. uh in worship in preaching you know, even in prophetic moments like we had today, uh, prayer, you know, so I think that's kind of where you were going. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that is because it definitely is like for me, I, you know, I'm 32 years old. I became a Christian at 18 and I was very like, to be honest, like very skeptical. Like I knew I had felt something, but there was a lot of it that I was very skeptical of being a new believer. Mm-hmm. And just coming to terms with that mystery and like realizing that faith is truly like believing in things promised. It's not like seeing everything all at once. It's like mm-hmm. that believing and hoped and hoping in things promised. Mm-hmm. Like that has put me at ease with like the mystery of God, like not putting God in a box and realizing that yes, God performs miracles every day. Yeah. It's not, they're not how I envision them. They're not what I expect to see when it comes to a miracle, but it's still a miracle. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. One of your points that we talked about today that I thought was really good was you said, we were anointed to minister. Mm. And I feel like that um, is something a lot of people take for granted, like our role as people of faith in the ministry. Right. Um, so maybe you can talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, so um, so going all the way back, Leviticus 8, I, I share that, that passage about um, Aaron being um, anointed to become a priest. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says that he was anointed... Uh, they poured the oil on 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 his head and anointed him to consecrate him, which which that word consecrate just simply means to be set apart. It's usually a word that we see in the Bible um, with this understanding of holiness, consecration and holiness sort of go mm-hmm. hand in hand, set apart, consecrated by God um, to be a, to be a minister. And so, you know, priests were there to to minister to people, but because of Jesus and because the veils there no more. And we live in the the, the wake of, of the cross um, and the resurrection. Now um, we read in the New Testament about how we're all priests and mm-hmm. we're all part of the ministry of reconciliation. We're all, um, you know, responsible to get this word out. And uh, and that was really the 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 
direction for that part of my message Mm -hmm. was, hey, let's all understand that that in 2020, as we anoint this year, we've all got to understand and get that revelation that that God wants to use us to to reach people, Mm -hmm. every single one Mm -hmm. of us. Um, And yeah, Maddie and Jill might be pastoring the church, leading the church, um, and that's just our role, but we all have a role. Um, so some of us, I think I said something like, you know, we're not, maybe not all of us are called to full-time vocational ministry, mm-hmm. but we're all in ministry. And so I use sec, uh, first Peter chapter two, um, where he talks about, Peter talks about being a holy priesthood. Um, and then again in verse nine, that we're a royal priesthood. So, um, and then I also used Ephesians four where Paul, um, Talks to the church and just says, you know, Jesus basically gave um, gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers to, and I use that word a lot in the message because yeah, with yeah. anointing comes this kind of emphasis on it's for something. To go out and do something. Yeah, to yeah. go out and, and it says to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so my kind of big point was, you know, you've got to understand that if, you, if you're a Christian, um, you know, you're also part of this part of this deal. And um, mm-hmm. and I said this t- as well. I said, look, if you're a new believer or you don't understand that yet, that's okay. You know, I kind of let mm-hmm. let people off the hook a little bit. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. you know, because we're all on a journey. And I think some of us, you know, I especially remember when I was a new Christian. If you had told me that, I just would have been like, you you don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> I'm not I'm not on any ministry team. I'm not going out <laughs> and recruiting anybody. <laughs> I'm not I'm not in ministry. You know, yeah, I just yeah. come to this church. I just started coming, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know I think mature believers we we've all got to be reminded and 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 you know have it really reinforced in our spirit that that at any time God could could ask us to pray for someone could ask us to invite someone to church you know we could feel that really that real prompting on the inside of us from the Holy Spirit to to minister to someone in some way you know be light in dark places and, yeah um, so it's powerful and, and I, I really pray that that point kind of hit home with people for sure yeah. And I guess it all comes back to just being open and listening to the Holy Spirit. And like when he draws you close to something or pulls on you to or calls you to do something, mm-hmm. just be brave enough to step out in faith. I guess that's where that all comes from. Because mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, myself included, there is that moment when we feel, okay, yeah, I'm being pulled in a direction. But is that me or is that the Holy Spirit? Mm. Um, so I guess there's discernment in that and like that comes with, you know, just trusting that there is, if it's coming from a place mm-hmm. of love, it is the Holy Spirit, you know, and that's, yeah. that's all that matters. So your third, your third main point was uh, I am anointed to proclaim. And in, within that point, you really, we were just talking and I just said the word dissected. And I feel like it was like you really mm. dissected the word amen. Yeah. Um, how we use it. Uh, what it actually means and all that type of stuff. Can we can we get into that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, you know, the third point about you know proclaiming. Um, you know, uh, prophets were anointed to proclaim the word of God to mm-hmm. be a mouthpiece, and you know, and that's that's essentially also what we are today. We're we're called to to prophesy. We're called to to speak um, and and to minister, obviously, to people, but. You know the words we speak. We believe they have power, and um, and one of the things I love about um, about the word "Amen" is 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 what actually what's embedded in that word is so amazing mm-hmm. because 
if we're not careful, we can just let let an amen just become like a, a, a full stop or a rounding off of mm-hmm. like a sentence, and it's it just called a dinner. Like you yeah, said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was saying bell. like I said in the message today that my, that my favorite part of of grace is when the kids say amen because they know that's the moment before they get to eat <laughs> and um and start. You know, my kids start before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so mine do too. Sometimes their amen is like with a mouthful of food. Yeah. Um, but like, there's so much potency in the in in the word amen. Because if you study that word, it's it's not a full stop. It's not kind of just an end of a sentence. It's actually declaring and proclaiming, mm-hmm. um, God, I believe you're going to do this. You know, I believe that, you know, let it be so. That's what amen means. Um, let it be so. And so I sort of talked a little bit about that. that there's so much power in our, in our personal confession and declaration. Um and I use the, the passage of Scripture, 2 Corinthians 1, uh, verse 20. Paul says, For all the promises of God find their yes in Him. That is why through Him that we utter our amen to mm-hmm. God for His glory. And what he's saying, he's, he's actually drawing on um, you know, uh, the Old Testament um, when you would say amen you know, to, to God's decrees um, for better or for worse. When you say amen, mm-hmm. it's, it's an acknowledgement of oh yeah god you're gonna do this mm-hmm. and if you go back and study it in the old testament that was when when you say better for worse that means like if i don't obey i could die and you say amen to that <laughs> yeah. and that's just, it's, it's it's pretty crazy but yeah. that's that's ultimately what what that means and so for us again as new testament believers that means when we say amen we're saying no god like like according to your will i'm praying this and i'm believing um so so that's and that's kind of how we finished the message was going into mm-hmm. then having our leaders anoint and pray over people for the year and that amen we believe is, is powerful because we're declaring partnership with the Holy Spirit and asking Him to to do an amazing work in our lives in the year yeah, to come. Yeah, yeah. I think I love that point of it not being a full stop because I guess I've never thought about it as anything but kind of an end yeah. to something. Like it's like oh, this is just the way we wrap up our prayers. Like yeah. You know, yeah. that's how you're taught as a kid. Yeah. It's like, uh, so, but thinking about it, like you said, I think you said like a comma rather mm. than a full stop. And like mm-hmm. you said, proclaiming that this is, I'm just believing it. That's, I think that's really cool. And it, uh, it changes the way, it, it may change the way you pray, I guess, really, mm-hmm. when you think about that word. Yeah. How you end your prayer is not really an ending. It's just a, a next step, you know? Yeah. Like even with my kids, you know, I, I, I emphasize that they say amen. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm teaching them, you know, I'm just teaching them that, you know, obviously this is how we pray and talk to God, but the amen's powerful, you know, like, and like when I ask them to amen, I say, you know, amen, amen, you know, to my son, Charlie, really what I'm saying is like, do you believe it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, do you believe it? And, and when you say amen, that is, yes, I do yeah. believe it. And I know, cool. Yeah. It's cool to, for me, our kids are, you know, our kids are the same age, Matt. And, uh, when my son does his nightly prayers, my seven-year-old, it's kind of like this fast thing that he does where he's like, all right, I got to get to bed. You know? but <laughs> like, is, and he like, he, he gets upset. Like if I'm not anywhere in the room when he's saying them, but he's not like, he's just going through the motions. And I've like sat down and had conversations where I'm like, Hey dude, you're, you're talking to God. Like mm. this is your conversation with him. And there's moments of like, Oh, light bulb. Like that. I get yeah. it. I should slow down. But yeah, most of the time it's just like <laughs> I get through. It's like, instead of going, to, instead of wanting to eat, he's wanting to go to sleep. Yeah. That's so, so cool. But Amazing. I guess that will come with maturity, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it's important too, because it's the end of 
2019 to maybe look back mm-hmm. at the yeah. year 2019 uh, for Colonial Church. And we talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but I'd love to get more into it. To say the least, it's been kind of a crazy, huge year for us here at Colonial Church. Yeah. yeah. Um, why don't we talk about some of that? How did it look from your perspective? Uh, yeah, I think my perspective for the year came for me last sun, last Tuesday mm-hmm. night on Christmas Eve and I was looking out across our auditorium um, when we were singing Christmas carols by candlelight and just seeing so many people. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that was the culmination of the year, you know, like that was, I just, I was just so blessed by that. But yeah, it's been a big year. Um, we've stepped into some some new territory and you know I think God has been really kind to us um, he's 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 led us to to a beautiful place and so I, I don't want to grow familiar with mm-hmm. that at all um, and that's the, the fight you know the fight of familiarity is real um, mm-hmm. in yeah. this life um, so so yeah it's been a big year God's done incredible I think this has been a foundational year for our church in in so many ways. We've stepped forward into um, into just an amazing season. Um, a lot of things have come quickly, but a lot of things also have taken time. Um, and we've just tried to let God lead us. You know, we haven't got it all right. We've definitely made mistakes, um, but it's been a good year. So we've seen, I think, Vision Sunday, Half of the House. But even before that, just before, you know, summer hit, uh, I think in May we moved into our building mm-hmm. and um, you know that was just a huge and I knew it would be a huge step change but I didn't realize how much yeah. of a step change it would be um, you know I think someone was saying uh, Jason on, on our team was telling me this recently but he said you know we've we've essentially grown 80% in a year um, and I don't really even understand how, I don't know how to even compute that. Mm-hmm. Um, how does math? <laughs> yeah. But so, but, but to be honest, like it's, it's really just been the blessing of God. You know, mm-hmm. that, yeah. that's just, that's just God leading us to a place, brought us to a great building. We had vision for it uh, that we believe he gave us and we, we sort of just stepped forward into it. Um, you know, I think maybe sometimes some people think, "Oh, wow, you've concocted this great big plan and it's it's all worked out really well." But it hasn't. It's it's not never been like that. It's always just been like, you know, we have great elders in our church, people that surround Jill and I, and we just say, "Okay, this is where we believe we're going to go." And um, this was one of those years where we were just like, we feel like we need to step out yeah. and and step into this building, um, believe God, and He's He sent us resource and He sent us people and. People have joined the team. Tommy came on board this year, mm-hmm. and um, and and other people too. So yeah, it's just been a big year. So that was something huge. I think some of the things we saw in the life of all across the church, uh, especially woven, was also big, big this year. Um, so much so, it's it's really catapulted us into next year, which is the woven mm-hmm. conference coming in November, um, and then Good Friday, obviously coming up as well. So. It's been a foundational year. I don't think there'll be another year like this in the same way, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and for, for a while. So um, so I'm just honestly grateful. Um, year in review. Yeah, man, just like God is so good yeah. and so faithful. It's yeah. been awesome. I know just for some context for people who may not know about this, but we, we moved from being a mobile church into a permanent building um, that we're leasing, but currently praying for and believing that we are going to be able to purchase and I feel like just from my perspective, 
I don't know if it was honestly having like the walls around us or whatever, like a place to call our own. Like, I just feel like there was like a fresh revival that occurred mm-hmm. within our entire family. Mm-hmm. Like it just mm-hmm. like, we all were just like, all right, we're home. Let's step our game up. Right. And it was like across the board and it didn't yeah. just come from the platform. It came from like every aspect of this church, like people coming out of the woodwork who were like, I want to serve and I want to mm-hmm. see this ministry yeah. grow and mm-hmm. I want to see this grow and like taking the reins. And that was like, that's really crazy to watch because it's yeah. nothing you can predict. It's nothing you can create. It's just like this organic process that mm-hmm. occurs and it's phenomenal. And I think, yeah, I think we do get familiar with it mm-hmm. because it's our every week. Like it's our weekend week out, but there's yeah. nothing that we should grow familiar with. Like it's, yeah. it's really revival and that's amazing to me. Yeah. yeah. I think I love hearing like when you think about all the stuff that's happened over the year on paper, it would almost be like, we were on a little bit of a mountaintop, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, like God moved in so many amazing ways and like new level, new level, mm-hmm. new level, new level, like constantly like moving and moving forward and pushing forward and doing all that type of stuff, all where God was leading us. Right. But to hear it re- be referred to as a foundational year as like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is like, we're just going this up. is, yeah, we're only going up from here. Like after listing all that stuff that we just went through and grew through and be like, no, 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 that's just, that's nothing for what God's getting ready to do in this next year and all the years to come. It's just like Mm. exciting. I think what's cool too is I have no problems believing that that's exactly what this is. Like this Mm -hmm. is just the ground level. Like I'm like, all right, yeah, we got to go. We got to keep moving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And believing we have the resource, we have the people, we have this, the drive to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, I guess I would imagine from your perspective, Maddie, as the, you know, the lead pastor with you and Jill, like, there's got to be some kind of reassurance and peace in surrounding yourself with that, like having the faith in your team to kind of take that on. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one, one of the hallmarks of our church from day one was that we we never wanted to do this alone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we never wanted to, to, to basically pass the church alone. And, um, you know, so we, we tried to the best way we can with wisdom, discernment, um, you know, voice of the Holy Spirit, just invite people in to to take certain things and, and run with them, not in a kind of like a way where that would be too much for them, but just in an invitation. And that invitation is just keeps getting extended, keeps getting extended mm-hmm. to people. And, um, and it's just incredible, like you say, just like all these people just sort of showing up and saying they want to serve. Um, I look across our, our church at all the people that, that just – the, the heart, the servant's heart that, that's there across the board. I know that, that God's got great things ahead for us because we can see that in our people. Like peoples don't serve on our on our teams because they're in they're trying to do something for themselves. They serve truly because they just want to see more and more mm-hmm. people encounter the goodness of God. And so um so yeah, I, I, I love what Tommy said too because I think um you know if this is foundational, like wow like what's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right god you gotta you gotta do something <laughs> yeah so we're just um you know i think i think we've got big vision and um believing for big things but god you know i think god he he whenever we lift our level of faith he always meets it mm-hmm. and so um so i think that's that's the challenge is like just to keep believe for believing for more greater things god's got um so much ahead for us um and if we keep retain that real passion for people and passion for the lost. Um, I mean, that's just, that's, that's literally, I feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. why I'm in ministry is because I just, uh, you know, like Brooke Fraser said one time, 
friend of mine, she said, never forget your BC life. Hmm. And, and I never want to forget that I was 18, 19 and desperately in need of Jesus. And if it wasn't for a church that, that stood up, you know, stood up and, and said, you know, we, we want to invite people in, then, you know, I don't know if I would be here today. And so that's my focus is like, if we can just retain that passion for, for lost people, um, ordinary everyday people. And obviously we want to create a great pasture for, for, for our church, for people that come and we want it to be a great church, great family, which I believe it already is. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but if we keep that, you know, real, real attention, you know, outward and just say, you know, there's a lot of people who live in this county. There's a lot of people yeah. who live in this part of the world and mm-hmm. I never want to forget that. So yeah, the future's bright for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. What, um, on that idea of future, what are you, what are you expecting for 2020? What am I expecting for 2020? Man, I'm expecting a lot. Um, I have faith to see a thousand decisions for Jesus. <laughs> Which um, just for background, that it's double. Double what we believe for, what this, we believe year. for this year. So yeah, I'm believing it's for amazing. that. Um, believe God will do it. Um, I'm believing yeah. for um, three pack services every Sunday by the mm-hmm. end of this, by the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, the teams to run them. <laughs> yeah. And all the teams. and Teams will show up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Build it, they will come. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm believing for our church to just become a greater witness in the city mm-hmm. um, for Jesus. I'm, I'm believing for Good Friday at the amphitheater mm-hmm. um, to be kind of the most ridiculous thing we've ever seen yeah you know in our yeah. lifetime just for some reference how many people can the amphitheater hold uh max is close to 4500 all right yeah we can do that yeah <laughs> so um so yeah good friday at the amphitheater um is our first time stepping out to do that and i believe it'll be something we do every year mm-hmm. um so pioneering there pioneering with the woven conference we got pastor shelly giglio mm-hmm. and Chantel norman um, coming to 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 be with us for woven conference so that and then honestly just um just yeah just just a growing healthy vibrant church yeah you know, that, that just loves jesus just loves jesus um pursues the holy spirit and um and loves people and that's that's ultimately all i want is i just want to see us do that and mm-hmm. um so that would be pretty cool and then beyond that, I just know it's such a cool thing to think about because I just know God's just, it's like, you know, it's always a surprise. Serving God is never boring. Yeah. You know, it's never yeah. boring. Yeah. You just never know what God's going to do. And so I think 2020 is going to be like that. You just don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. But, it's uh, exciting. It's, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> like the sense of him just being like, watch. Yeah. <laughs> just watch <laughs> this. You think you had enough? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You had no idea. This is going to be, this is going to blow their minds. Wow. That's awesome. Ready for it. Well, I think um, I think the best way we can close this out today is just telling everybody we hope they have a great new year. Yeah. And uh, we're expectant for 2020 here at Colonial Church. Yeah. We love all you guys and, uh, you know, reach out to us if you need anything in the new year. Yep, absolutely. Um, I, I definitely would love to echo that too and just say, that Jill and I, on behalf of Jill and I, we're just so grateful for our church, all the people that call Colonial home, even the people that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're out there, you don't live here, um, but you're out there and you follow us and maybe you don't have a church home, but you've somehow hooked into 
to Colonial Online in some way, shape or form, can I just say that we love you? We're grateful for you. You may mm-hmm. not know you personally, um, but you know, you're a part of the family too, so don't be shy. Uh, drop us a comment, send us a message. Um, you know, let us know how these messages, these deep dives are, are blessing you and, and let, let us celebrate what God's doing with you as well. And, um, and yeah, let's, let's believe together that uh, the future never looks so good, 2020. Yeah, we'll see you guys all in 2020. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We hope that you got something from that and it challenges you to grow. Please share it with someone who needs to hear it and reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on the message and this session. Until next time, God bless.